Yo! <laughs> I had to hit you with the yo. It's been a while. Welcome to another episode of the Where It Went podcast, where normally, well, ah, fuck, I don't even want to say normally. I don't even, don't even say normally. Uh, Sometimes. Where, where Sometimes. we try, where we tend to discuss the Revelation Records catalog in chronological order, but you know what? We all, a punk means no rules, fuck off. So right now, we're doing something a little different today. And before we get to that, I think we need to... Greg, what do you got for us today? Uh, I want to give a quick bit of bow to a couple sponsors, Siren Records. Uh, we actually, as we're recording this today, uh, announced a little collaborative joint we did with them. Uh, I did the episode with Popeye and Jeff that you can listen to uh, previous to this. They're going to be coming to well, Popeye's on the East Coast now. He's a he's a fellow Pennsylvania guy now. Um, but Jeff is coming back out and playing some shows, and Popeye's doing a couple of them with him, and they'll be at Siren Records. Uh, you can get tickets, sirenrecords.com, order online from Siren, check out their website, their discogs, uh, all that stuff. But come out to the show if you're in the area. It'll be really fun. Tim, I know we have... Uh, Friend of the pod, Tim McMahon on here. And what's uh, up? Actually, the last time we hung out was at yeah. Popeye's show the in Popeye Trenton. Jeff it was really did. fun. Yeah, it yeah, fun. it was cool. Yeah. Um, it's probably the closest show I've ever had to drive to. It was like a five minute drive from my house. So I that's could great. literally roll out, you know, three minutes before the show started, which I didn't because I met Greg and we had food. Yeah. But um we had some nice nice. But dinner. I could have I could have done that, but you know, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool to just be able to go someplace so close. I know Popeye was definitely stoked to see you. He met, he was talking about how just like it was awesome to see people he hadn't seen in a long time. And yeah, just, uh, you know, him and Jeff are just like a, a dynamic duo. And I think they're going to do some songs. They didn't do it here, but they're going to do some songs together and kind of switch mm-hmm. it up. So it'll be really fun. Uh, so come check that out. And then another bit of bow to our friends at war records. Go to www.war-rec.com. Check out all the new stuff they've got. Um, but also Berthold City, uh, who are on War, feature Andrew uh, from Strife and owner of War Records on vocals. Um, they have an excellent new LP that came out uh, earlier this year that features our very own Jason on the track. They, as you're listening to this, will be starting their European tour with Ignite at uh, SOX, uh, SO36 in uh, Berlin on October 26th, and that's going to run through November 5th. So check out uh, the War Records Instagram and website for details about all the shows. Also uh, included in that, I want to give a bit up to my dude Dave Ito, who also played guitar in Berthold City, and... That fucking Cinderblock record. It's really good. Tim, do you yeah, know anything about? Cool. Did you see Cinderblock at one of their? They play like two no, or three shows. No, I, I remember hearing the name back then, but I don't uh-huh. think I knew like who was involved until. Um, I had never know, heard until about this it. This new new record came out, and, and I guess like Andrew was posting about it, but no, I didn't know anything about it. When Andrew posted it, I went. I typed in Cinderblock into my into YouTube. And I had already listened to the demo on YouTube, apparently at some point. So 
I, I, maybe because I knew that Vogel had talked about it, but I listened to the, I think they've released two of those tracks now. And I really like it I, th- that like, which I'm stunned. I know. Right. Degree. Well, it's, <laughs> but then I'm not, it's nineties hardcore. That's melodic, but not weak and still has a little bit of that, like Buffalo mosh. So that's right. like my, my shit. I love, yeah. I, if that, if, if I would have been, if that band would have been in my sphere when I was a kid in the nineties, I would have been a fucking super fan. Yeah. So anyway, a bit of I love stuff like that too, where they literally were like, Hey, we need to give these songs a proper treatment. And you know, it's most of the people, I I don't know the full lineup. I I know I could look it up, but I know it's Vogel and and Uh others that have done this. Haven't stopped stopped playing hardcore. And that's, that's the thing is like, that could have been a fucking disaster. And and completely unlistenable because it, it's it, it I don't want to say it's a fifty fifty but it, it just could not be good. Sometimes yeah. a band sounds amazing on paper and then when you hear it or see it you're like, uh, maybe sure. this. Well, and what happen. to speak of a band that was together thirty years ago? Thirty years ago, that only had made a, a demo and apparently they had recorded a full length back then and it just never came out and so they they. Or they recorded some songs back then. But anyway, I'm really into Cinderblock. I love War Records, everything they do. Great people. Uh, and if you are happen to be in Europe, and you, this is how you find out about the Berthold City Ignite European Tour, then tell them that you're a... Where it went, where it went sent you. Yeah, where it went sent you. I think we... It's, oh, Jason, I'm sorry. Oh, Okay. Did you have uh, something? Did you, I do. Did you have something to just say? To just cut me off. Just cut me off, Greg. No, no, I do. I do. <laughs> if Yo, my thing froze, so the biggest bit of bow to one one hundred and eighty-five miles south, the punk rock hardcore podcast. They did a head-to-head where they talked about the two County Ad LPs, and it was just an honor that they um talked about those records the way that they did. It was everything I wish people would have said about our band. And so just huge thanks to them for talking about it, for doing what they do, not just because they talked about Cap me out, but just as a podcast, every episode is fun to listen to. And so just just a huge bit of bow to the whole crew there. And also I designed some Youth of Today shirts. They're up at revhq.com for the Can't Close My Eyes reissue they did. Yeah. With the Batman stamp that is now who got uh, the Batman stamp one? Did, I did fucking you missed to get out. One? I was Tim, did I you literally get one? I grabbed one, yeah. I yes. literally looked at the websites on what was it like? 9.07 a.m. or something like that. I don't know why I thought there would still be a, one of a hundred left of all you maniacs out there who fucking wanted to I got lucky out. because yeah. I actually ordered the record by itself first. and then So my, did I. I did the same thing. It. And then the I canceled, I, they canceled it for me, luckily. I was like, uh, oh, because I don't need another one of those. But the Batman stamp thing, I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I, and Jason I, yeah. did that. You designed that that print too right Jason? yeah i did and i didn't yeah. know that they were going to do a print until this morning when i saw it and i was really pumped on that, that had to because, be a neat surprise yeah yeah i was psyched to see that because i was yeah. that was fun so i, I knew with. with jason doing the print i was like yeah i gotta get this you know what i mean so yeah i gotta be yeah i had to ask them i was like i was like can you uh cancel that first order because i ordered it by mistake and they were of course cool about it and, and canceled it but yeah i'm excited for those Jason, actually, you reminded me, podcast-wise, real quick, bit at bow to uh, You Don't Know Mojack. 
Oh, uh, oh my God. Really that, kind stuff yeah, about really us great. Uh, on the HR episode for Singing in the Heart. Um, and, you know, talked with Hav on the side. And just, uh-huh. you know, they're a big inspiration to the idea for me to even want to do something like this. And uh, it's always cool to get a little bit of love from something you love. Did you know that they they refer to us as they refer to us and end on end as their sister podcast? I love that. Oh, that I mean, that was like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Hey, Jason, the um that that like poster or whatever that they put out with the um can't close my eyes. Uh-huh. Did you get the idea for that from those little like inserts that were in the in the seven inch with the red print and everything? Well, what they did was they so. They sent me images of, I guess, I, I want to say it was Jordan's record that had the trivia on there and the handwritten stuff and the question and the answers. And that's where I got oh, the okay. idea to throw everything together. And then, oh, okay. Um, Cause, because like, there's a, I don't know if it's, if it's that seven inch or the, you know, the, but there's definitely early rev seven inches where they've got these red, like, you know, catalog and then the trading for GI Joes and stuff. And it's just, red ink on a small oh, like, okay. white. So I was, we were talking, I have like a thread, uh, a text thread with some friends and one of them is Chris Daly from smorgasbord. And he goes, what's, what is that thing with all the like red print? And I, and then I went and Googled and I said, I think it's, I think it's probably trying to sort of mimic this that came with the records, you know, early days. He goes, Oh, I printed that. <laughs> I go, oh, wow. I said, well, so that's I said, well, what, why did you make that? I said, why did you print it in the red ink? Cause it's just, it's kind of odd that it's white and the whole thing is just red ink. Uh-huh. He's like, I don't know. I just thought the red was cool. I'm like, well, apparently somebody else thought it was cool. And I think uh, it was all these, oh, years, all these nice. years later are doing it now. So I'm like, oh, you're responsible. You're responsible. Yeah. He's the same. He's, he printed the project X seven inch covers. No he printed way. The, he printed the side by side seven inch. He printed the no financial seven inch. He um, got us slipknot for the pod. He, the lyric sheet yeah, for did. the sick of it all seven inch. Um, yeah. Like one, one day he came out and we were hanging out and he just started like going, to, like he's printed schism seven. He printed that. Dude, <laughs> so, he at, does, at one point he had all the schisms, you know, he printed schism seven and the project X seven inch covers, you know? So it's like, but I, I didn't know this until like one day we were hanging out, like, I don't know what, 10 years ago or something. And he told me this, and I'm just like, oh, 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 wait, stop. Holy fuck. You, you're the one who, because, like, you know, some of those early Rev records, like, if you think about it, like, is it side by side? It's, like, printed, like, upside down. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where the, the cover yeah, is like actually, the fold. the fold is wrong. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I fucked up. That was my fault. <laughs> you know? And, um, but it was just, it was just, like, one of those things that, like, you just don't know. And then all of a sudden, you know, and it's, it's kind of, like, mind-blowing. Dude, Jason, are you gonna sign my print? I'm gonna, I'll mail it to you. You'll sign it, <laughs> sure. mail it back to me. <laughs> yeah. So, does he have copies of all that stuff? I'm sure he does. No. I'm sure he's got. No, he doesn't. Oh no, no he way! Does, he, does, he doesn't have. Sh- he doesn't really have shit. No, no. But uh, you respect. know what? This, this week I listened to a podcast. I'll drop it in the Discord. But I, I actually just was driving somewhere and I typed Spotify into Spotify. I typed Sam Hain. Not really knowing that Sam Hain wasn't on Spotify, I guess, because I usually listen to it on my iPod. Which is annoying. It should be on Spotify. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I heard that Cleopatra Records is supposed to be re-releasing that stuff soon anyway. But, like, the third thing down was a, a podcast with Erie Vaughn, 
It's like some record nerd podcast. I don't remember what it's called. But oh, yeah. I've heard that. The dude asks him, like, so what do you have? And he's like, I don't really have anything. Like, I kind of just gave stuff away along the way or sold stuff or whatever. Like, I got a little bit here and there. He's like, I have the a microphone that Glenn used at one point, and I got this. But otherwise, like, I just kind of gave it away along the way. And I, I'm assuming yeah. that most people who did stuff like Chris, you know, like you're saying, yeah. where to him that was kind of like was part of his job, right? So he right. wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to squirrel one of these away and save it until – 2020 when this fucking podcast is going to ask me about it and I'll pull right. it out in pristine shape, even though I have an unfolded uh, seven inch cover of the vegan Reich seven inch over here in my archive. So like <laughs> people do save stuff like that sometimes, but I yeah. feel like usually it's an accident. Right. There, yeah. there, there's a, there's a funny story with Chris Daly. Um, he, uh, uh, Sean from Youngblood one time, like came over to his house. They don't live that far from each other and um sean rolled up and chris was like cleaning his bike and he's like wait a minute what is that shirt you're cleaning your bike with it was the original project x shirt like the first white Fucking project hell. x shirt with the px <laughs> green print on the sleeve he was literally cleaning the, the grease off his bike with the shirt sean was like, oh i love it it's <laughs> like, like that's like when homer simpson took the uh what was it the, when he was in the stone cutters and he took the uh, declaration off the wall and wiped his uh -huh. face with it. Yeah. But um <laughs> anyway, Hobby, okay. it's so, yeah. to... we're here we're here today to Can I kick it? to talk about not hardcore particularly, but to talk about Halloween and not the holiday, but the movies. But I had an idea as I was driving today, and I was like I wanted to ask Tim something. So you know how sometimes, not maybe not so much anymore, but people will do a Halloween show, right? And bands will mm -hmm. play, and a band will play oh, yeah. se a set of all covers, of maybe yeah. of one, one band. Yeah, yeah. So, Tim, it's 2022. A promoter comes to you and says, hey, I want one of your bands to play this Halloween show and you got to play all cover songs. First, what band of yours is playing? And second, what band is your band covering for this Halloween show? Oh, oh like Jesus. I mean, um, I mean, at this point, it would probably be easiest to put together mouthpiece mm, just because like me, me and Chris and Jason and Ed are all in touch um, Matt lives in Indiana, but, um, like I could get on the phone with him and, and get him up here. Oh yeah. Fairly easily. Like that. Um, like all the other bands are, are pretty much everybody spread out all over the place or, or, you know, not around, but yeah. So I think mouthpiece would be the easiest thing to put together. Um, as far as what, I mean, is it too cliche to say misfits? I don't know. I mean, <sighs> shit. I don't know. You know, I'll, I'll say Danzig just because, like, there's just some fucking great Danzig songs. Danzig one, two, three, four. I could pick, you know, multiple songs off any of those albums. I mean, I could never sing them, and I don't think we could play them. But if <laughs> if, if if this this is just a whole dream scenario, anyway. Sure, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I'd probably go with. I think that would be that would be fitting. Nice. Well, Jason, how about you? Count me out. Count me out. Gets asked. Did you not know? Play a Halloween. 
we already did, did this. Chain. No, you did it. And what happened? You played Cloak Dagger songs? No, Count Me Out did a True Till Death cover set when we played around Halloween. Dressed up. I did my best to uh, dress up like the chain seven inch. Did you bleach your hair? Frosted, frosted the tips you of did. my hair. You frosted. Threw, threw on a bold shirt with a hoodie underneath it. Wow. And uh, did even had carved out. This is the best part. Even had pumpkins with X's carved out of them lit up on the stage. Wow. Where was that, Jason? What's that? Where was that? Where was that show? That was in, uh, it was outside of DC in Woodbridge at a place called High Fidelity. It was a record Dude, store. I think I was there. Were I, you there? Because uh, Running I, I Like Thieves played. Yes, I was there. That bold band played, there. yeah. Yes, wow. I was there. Yep. Yeah. I would pay $50 to see that right now. Well, you would probably like have to say pay fifty dollars plus fees to see Botch play, so it well, wouldn't be that out of the. Let me just go on record and say field. it was very fun. Yeah, it was I, I very was up, fun. I was up front singing along. I remember, mm -hmm. <laughs> dude. I love it. I love you were there for that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's great. That's all I got. Uh, great. How about you, you play? real quick? Got yeah. Godhead. So my current band, Godhead. Godhead. I mean, someone would probably talk us into playing all Shelter songs. I'm sure to go in with the whole Krishna core thing, but I would probably rather play judge, uh, do an all judge set. Um, I think that would be sick. We've even talked internally. I know he's not listening because he's a busy guy, but if, if we ever play with youth of today, I'm going to make Parmananda play a judge song with us. It's just going to happen. So what about you, See, Greg? Uh, one up. I I thought I thought oh, I, already you, know. I thought when you said uh, Halloween show, like it would uh -huh. be something horror related. That's why I said no. no so a lot of times uh, we'll do these shows where bands just do like a they they play a cover as set. like Green Day or uh -huh. whatever. Well, can I change my answer? Yeah, change it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't right. have to be Halloweeny. It would be a chain of strength set. Uh -huh. just, I I know that's what it would be. Uh huh. So. Just so, play yeah. the first seven inch all the way through yeah, only. Absolutely. Dude. Absolutely. We would go fucking nuts. It'd be fun as hell. <laughs> Those songs are so fun. American dollars for that too. <laughs> Greg, so what about mine, you? One up is playing. I'm, I'm trying to think of things. Cause that's why when Tim said Danzig, I was like, damn, like, is that realistic? Like, I don't know. If, no, if no it's not realistic at all. John Christ. I wasn't that's talking why about I said, the vocals. That's why I said I couldn't sing like that, and I don't think we could play that. But I, when you're talking Halloween, I thought it was some sort of, like, you know, spooky type of theme or something like that. And I was like, well, it's either Sam Hain or Misfits or Danzig, right? I don't know. <laughs> so I went with yeah, Danzig. Um, so we did we, – it's funny because we did do a set of all four punch covers before, uh -huh. which was fun. That's but that scary. Would be my choice. Mine would be um, – I don't know if it's presumptuous because I feel we could pull it off because we did cover them, but uh, I would want to do uniform choice. Like, oh, I thought you were going to say Texas is the reason. Nah, I would want to do the <laughs> screaming for like the screaming for change front to back. Fuck it, even the poem. We'll do. The, we'll end with the poem. Dude, if you did the poem, <laughs> that would be sick. That would be the icing on the cake. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> but I like I think I think like I'm not as good as Pat Dubar, but I think I, I a little bit of practice and some uh, hot tea I could. Pull off a poor man's, uh, you know, Pat for a um encore, you could do PMA, <laughs> oh, the yeah, Unity the, uh, song, the Unity song off, yeah. off of the, the Ooh, mind um, funk, do some mind. There funk. you go. I mean, because we all know that Unity is the um superior Pat Dubar That's band, it's just not true, <laughs> anyway. So, so anyway, 
Jason, oh, listen, I, I, I have to get out of here. I'm actually not staying on this call. I just want to say before any of this, I've seen Halloween 1. I actually watched it last Halloween. It was boring as fuck. And I love the Rob Zombie reboot of Halloween. I think it's great. And it's his second best movie. What's the first? Um, You're going to say Devil's the Monsters. Rejects. Devil's oh, okay. Rejects. Uh, my my seven year old enjoyed the monsters. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, but the Halloween franchise is just not for me. It's never been for me. I'm not a super big horror fan. I'm more of a sci fi fan. I don't I don't dislike the genre, but I'm just not that. It's into funny because it. my family all loves horror movies, and mm-hmm. none of them are really amped on the Halloween series. They're kind of mm-hmm. like. I could take it or leave it. But we just, Jason, we just thought, like, Tim, we know you're obviously a huge fan. I remember, yeah. I think, the first time I emailed you, your email was, like, Halloween 78. Halloween 78. Hotmail. Yeah, I think that <laughs> was whatever. my first and, email address. And uh, we just thought it'd be fun, you know, to kind yeah. of just talk about uh, the your relationship with the series. I know you wanted to at least touch on what got you into horror, if you want to just yeah. Well, a tis the season, backstory. right? I mean, that's right. We're, we're, yeah. we're in October, so yeah, for sure. Um, that's yeah, all I got. Know. Hey, I got to go, Tim. I'm glad right. we got to. Uh, yeah, we got for to those talk. of you who we we are shirts. not, for those of you who are not patrons, we just talked for like 30 minutes about Tim's shirt collection. That will be that episode will be available only on our Patreon. And so you can sign up by going to www.wherewhenpodcast.com. Even if you sign up for one month just to hear that episode, I, <laughs> I think that's okay. I think it's worth $5 to listen to that episode. Tim, it's always great to, to catch up Absolutely, with you. Man. And um, yep. the, you other two guys, I'll, I'll talk to you later, but I, I got to right. go watch anime Thanks, with Hoff. my kid. Hi, I'm, glad, take I'm, care, glad you were, I'm glad you are able to be on for the show. Yes, yeah, me too. Sorry I couldn't stay for the whole Halloween talk, but honestly, I don't really have anything else. <laughs> so it'd be like me talking to you guys about Dag Nasty for an hour. It's just Ooh, I don't have anything to say. Which we which we already subjected you to. <laughs> I know. We, we, yeah, you did. Scary. <laughs> okay. Okay, that was okay, early too. See ya. All right, take care, man. Okay. So All horror right, movies. Good. Where do they right. Where do they come in? All right. So so as as far back as like. 1978. So I was born in 74. So I was four years old. And my earliest recollection was the TV show, The Incredible Hulk. Okay. So that came out in 1978. I remember my first house. um, And I remember The Incredible Hulk coming on. And I remember like the introduction. Are you guys familiar with The Incredible Hulk? The one with Lou Ferrigno? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As a four-year-old kid... It scared the shit out of me, you know. Like, there's that introduction to the to the TV show where like um, David Banner is like changing a tire and like it it like the the tire iron like breaks off or something like that, and there's lightning in the background. And next thing you know, he's like you know turning green and he's he looks furious, you know. And I remember like it scared the shit out of me. And every time he would turn into the Hulk. It like scared me. I mean, of course, I was four years old. So I remember like, running behind my sofa and hiding, like why it was happening. But at the same time, I would like kind of peek up and look. And I was just sort of um, 
mesmerized by it somehow or another. You know, it's it's I guess it's that sort of um, you know, uh drive by a car accident type of thing where you kind of want to slow down and see what's going on. It was that type of a vibe, you know, where I was scared to death, but there was something kind of cool and interesting about it. So that was like my, my first um, recollections of being scared watching something on TV. Um, and then like in, in the like next couple years, um, I remember like Saturday mornings would be like Godzilla would be on TV. Like I'd get up in the morning and I'd watch my cartoons, my Tom and Jerry and Flintstones and all that. And then after that, by like around noon, they'd start showing like Universal Monsters, um, you know, like Wolfman and Frankenstein and Dracula and the Mummy, a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. And then they would show Godzilla. And I just remember like thinking, wow, this stuff is really cool. And I, I don't know why it just clicked with me where I just was super into like monsters and um, I think at some point, like my mom picked up this book at like a flea market. It was like all about that kind of era of like horror movies and monsters, you know, and I used to carry this book around with me all the time. It was this big, giant, thick book with like a hundred pages and, um, you know, all kinds of like Bell Lugosi and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I just thought it was cool. And, um, yeah, it was probably around, um, I mean, I, like I said, I loved all that stuff and loved the monsters. And then it kind of went into, uh, kicked up another level. I remember seeing King Kong, like the original King Kong. Um, I think my dad brought home uh, some kind of like, I forget what the hell they, these videos were called. It was before VHS videos were popular. These big was it discs. Beta? It wasn't oh, beta. No. no, it was, it was, it, it kind of looks like a laser disc, but it was before laser discs. Um, and, uh, we had this player, uh, and, and he brought home like King Kong, like the original, you know, Fay Ray. And I was just obsessed with it. I thought it was incredible. I watched it over and over and over again. And then, you know, like around that time, Jaws came out, you know, which was like a modern monster movie at the time, kind of, again, I just thought this stuff was incredible. And that's my favorite wow. movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, I, it's not my favorite movie ever, but it could be, you know, like it's definitely up there, you know? Um, but there's, I was just always so obsessed with, with, you know, those, those kind of movies. And, um, I remember, um, I want to say probably, I think I saw Friday the 13th before I saw Halloween because so Halloween came out in 1978, the original John Carpenter Halloween. Um, so I did not see that in the movies. But I remember seeing uh, Friday the 13th, I think, at some point. It was on TV. It was on HBO. It was on Movie Channel, Prism. I don't know, one of those. Oh, Prism. That takes yeah. me back. Wasn't that only – that was like a Philly area thing too, right? It, like, was I don't that know. Everywhere? It, it might have been. I, did you have I, I Prism, know. Jason? <laughs> no, we did not. But Friday yeah. the 13th remember... was also the first horror movie that I saw. So I remember seeing seeing that, and that was like my introduction to like the slasher thing, you know, like just somebody stalking people with a knife and stabbing and, you know, cutting throats. And I was legitimately scared. I mean, I, I remember I had like a bunch of friends over. I had like three friends over, and we were and and 
Friday the 13th was on and we were just like, like all, you know, I was probably in, I can't even tell you, I was definitely in elementary school and like we were all sitting on the sofa and it just so happened to be on like HBO or something like that at the time. And we were all ganged up and like every time there was a jump scare, we're like, holy shit, you know, and but again, we just thought, I just thought it was so cool. I mean, some of my friends were like scared, scared. And when I had to run out of the room, you know what I mean? But I was just like, I was scared. I was jumping. Um, I was probably kind of covering my face, but I was still looking. I didn't leave the room, you know? Um, so that, that was probably like my introduction to that whole sort of like slasher genre, which I didn't know was a genre at the time. But, um, but I remember... Uh, and I know this for sure. It was 1981. It was the first time John Carpenter's Halloween played on TV. Now it wasn't on a cable channel. It was just on, I don't remember. It was like on one of the like major networks. They debuted it. And um, I remember watching it because it was like right around Halloween. And I just remember like thinking when they showed Michael Myers, I remember looking at the mask and thinking like, what the, what the hell is that? Is that, a, is that a mask or is that, um, is that his face? Because like, you know, I was a young kid, you know? So like it didn't quite click with me. I mean, er, later on in the movie, they explain, you know, you, you know that it's a mask later on in the movie, but early on, you're not really sure, you know? And, um, there was something about that mask that just really, stuck with me. Um, I just thought it was so cool looking. I, it, Jason, I know your guy is super in that, you know, aesthetics, you know what I mean? So like, it's, it was just that, I don't know. It was like the hair, the mask, the jumpsuit, like everything just sort of came together and was like, and it stuck with me. I just thought, man, that is fucking cool looking. Yeah. It's so creepy. And it's like, he doesn't speak. He doesn't run. And, you know, then you had Dr. Loomis who just like said all these like crazy things, you know, um, talking about Michael that just seemed, um, you know, otherworldly, you know what I mean? Like the kind of things yeah. he was saying, you know, and, and because as far was, as like a regular horror movie goes, cause like Jaws, I mean, some people say it's horror. I think it's a little bit more than that, but like mm-hmm. Halloween for years has been my favorite um, you know, probably 20 or so odd years, because again, for the reasons like you said, I think I like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and Friday the 13th and all that. But what mm-hmm. I loved about the first Halloween was that it it's like the risk, like it's sort of realistic. Like here's this yes. kid who's just, yeah, there's people, there's kids that are just evil, you know, and mm-hmm. he gets you know, locked up in a mental institution and then escapes and goes on a killing spree. Like, and the fact that, like you said, he's not running, he's not um, speaking, he's got the Mm -hmm. mask, the mystery and how you never see, I mean, you see like a little bit of the face in the first one. uh, Yeah. But like at the end, I, I just, I loved that. But I think that's also what was its downfall because some of the stuff after it, while I enjoy watching all of the ones after, I almost feel like if they would have just ended with that, like if that was the only one. Which one? The first one? Yeah. Like it's sort of like 
it's like talking about screaming for change versus like staring into the sun. Like I like or staring at the sun. I always, I never say it right. Like it's cool. I think the ones that came after are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the idea that like if he would have just gotten gunned down at the end, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, and that was the end. Yeah. You never find out, you know, you don't see. And I just think it got ridiculous. And that's actually why this latest one, this is what spurred it. We were talking about this latest movie, Halloween Ends. Mm-hmm. On one viewing, I was pretty disappointed with it. Um, I watched it at home. So I know it's a whole different vibe when you're in the movie mm-hmm. theater. Um, I'm always willing to give stuff another chance. But I just thought, like, the supernatural element and all that, like, I didn't want that with Halloween. I liked that it was just, it could happen. Like, mm-hmm. a dude in a jumpsuit with a mask. And a knife. Full disclosure, Nightmare on Elm Street is probably my favorite. If I had to go in order, I'd go Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Halloween. No, I'd probably go Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Child's Play, Halloween. <laughs> Halloween has never, it just never clicked with me. And that it's the reason why it never clicked with me is it, it's because it's so realistic. Like you said, the first one is so realistic and so creepy. That uh, I don't know. I like I like horror movies that have more fun elements to them. That's why See, I think I liked I the to... newer one. But my yes, question so was going to be sense. for Tim was, yeah. And this is going to be blasphemy, but my favorite yeah. Halloween is Season of the Witch, Halloween Three, because it's just so weird. I love I love that one actually. I, I do too. I love it. Oh, too. I like it. Yeah. If yeah. it was called, if it was just called Season of the Witch, I think it would have, like, if it yeah. wasn't called Halloween, it was just called Season of the Witch. And it was just like, you know, from the producers of Halloween comes Season of the Witch. I think it would have gotten a lot better of a uh, reception. Yeah. Well, I, you know, so I saw the original Halloween uh, on TV and I quickly became obsessed with it. Uh, there, there's just, again, the aesthetics, the, the, the cinematography, the lighting. I mean, like all these things that as a young kid, like you just don't usually pay attention to. And I probably didn't know at the time, but like, as I got older, I kind of pieced it together, you know, um, that the things were just exceptional with the movie and, and like the, the score. I mean, it's iconic. Everybody knows the the Halloween score. Um, but the other thing is, so in 1981, Halloween two came out and uh, I remember, I don't remember exactly when Halloween two first debuted on TV, but I remember seeing it debut on TV and thinking, wow, this is awesome because, um, like, I felt, I, I don't know how to explain this, but I felt like I didn't get to see Hall- the original Halloween in the theater. And, like, when I saw it, it was 81. So it was, you know, a few years later. Mm-hmm. So then when Halloween 2 came out, I was like, wow, now I'm, like, on top of this one. That's well, it's in real new. time. It's in That's real like time. We talked about and with um, Better Than a Thousand. When Better yeah, Than a Thousand came out, we were like, this is like seeing Ray Capo play fast right. hardcore. You're, you're, you're not looking back at it. It's like you're living it. So, like, I was super excited about Halloween, too. Um, and, and then, and, and, I, and I loved Halloween, too. Um, but then when Halloween 3 came out, I remember going to this, uh, like, um, it was a pharmacy near my house, and they had books. And I remember, like, looking through the bookshelf, and they had Halloween 3. I want to say the novel came out before the movie came out. And I went, holy shit, there's a new Halloween movie coming out. So I bought the book. 
And I brought it home and I started reading it. I'm reading it. I'm like, where's Michael Myers? Where's Michael Myers? I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. I'm like, there's there's no Michael Myers. I, I, like it, I couldn't understand where where get Michael to the Myers? last page. You're like, he's going to show up. I know. I, I mean, it's a Halloween book. It's There's got to be Michael Myers in it. You know, and I'm like, I know that he burned up in the end in, in two, but I don't know, whatever. It's a movie. So I assume he's back. Um, but then I remember seeing part three and again, looking for Michael Myers and thinking like those, you know, those guys that are like walking around the suits and everything. I thought, okay, maybe one of those guys are Michael Myers. Like maybe he no longer has the jumpsuit on and no longer has the mask on. So maybe he's one of these guys, but like, he's no longer, you know, the main focus of the movie, I guess. I, again, I was young kid and these are all the things that are going through my mind, but I, I love part three. I mean, Yes, was it missing Michael Myers? Yes, but it was a cool story. I mean, the, those masks were awesome. Again, it had cool cinematography. It had awesome score to it. I mean, that the music in Halloween 3, in my opinion, is just as good as, as any of the Halloweens. Um, I mean, who doesn't know that song, you know, one more day till Halloween. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it stuff's great. Um, um, but where, where I started to fall off the tracks with Halloween was Halloween 4. Um, yeah. I remember when Halloween I barely remember any of those ones. And I remember seeing the poster art for it and thinking, oh, man, this is going to be good. Michael Myers is back. This is going to be awesome. And that poster art just looks incredible. It's still one of my favorite, you know, poster arts for any of the movies. And then I remember seeing the movie and seeing the mask in the movie, and it was just such a letdown. Yeah, incredible. The mask in the movie looks nothing like the mask on the poster. You know, I was going to so, say, that poster looks awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I was so disappointed. And then at that point, I kind of fell off the tracks with Halloween. And I, I, didn't, even, I didn't see five in the theater. Um, I did go see six in the theater. But I was like, they start talking about this whole thorn thing, this cult. And it just seemed like a real stretch. And I, I, I wasn't really into that. Um, it wasn't until... Uh, H2O came out. So H2O came out in 98. So it was 20 years later. And um, I remember all this hype leading up to H2O, like it was going to be the return of Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis. And they were going to go back to that, you know, that storyline. They were going to drop the whole thorn thing, get that out of the, out of the picture. And I was just super excited about H2O. I actually have a little story about about H2O that was that's pretty cool. Um Jamie, are you still there? You're still there. Oh, right? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to look at the posters. I'm only okay. looking at the uh, posters. I so uh right before H2O came out, uh it was announced that Jamie Lee Curtis was going to do a um a, a, she was going to appear at uh, what is it? Um, what's that movie uh, restaurant called? Um, Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood. Yeah. Planet Hollywood in New York City. Um, she was going to show up at Planet Hollywood in New York City and she was going to donate like some stuff from the movie, like a mask or a, a, a hat, an axe or something like that. Um, so me and Tracy and my cousin Bob, we drove out to New York City and we get to Planet Hollywood and there was only a couple people there. And we get our seats right up front from where she's going to set up. And um, and we were there like super early. And eventually like more people start showing up 
And then Jamie Lee Curtis shows up and she's like literally standing right in front of us. And she's just, you know, talking about the movie a little bit, talking about, you know, she's, um, you know, donating this, this piece from the movie and everything to, to planet Hollywood. And, and she did a quick, like, you know, she was signing things and, and taking pictures and, you know, this is all pre cell phones. So we're not taking selfies, like actual cameras. And, and, um, it was, it was really fucking cool. Like I came up, there's a picture that I have like on my Instagram, my Facebook, where it's just me and Jamie Lee. And it's from, it's from that day. Um, so this one, that's it. Yeah. Too cool. <laughs> Shout out to bit about a uh, true. We mentioned that we were doing this and, uh, and he said, he said, he's like, Oh, look, he's like, this is like full circle, you know? Damn. Yeah. What, what year was this? Sorry. I, I missed that was, that was not, that was 1998. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so me and, and, and Tracy and my cousin Bob were, were all sitting there and we're like, she I brought a couple things like a poster and a video and she's signing things and she's like, Oh, she just gets super friendly with it. It was, it was like incredible. She's like, Oh, where are you guys from? We're like New Jersey. And, um, she's like, have you guys seen her, the movie? By the way, I think she's, she's so like, cool. she's like, have you guys seen the movie yet? And we're like, well, no, it's, it's not out yet. She goes, Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to debut it next door. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah, there's a little theater next door and we're going to do a private viewing of H2O. She goes, I'm going to debut it. And she goes, you guys are invited. She didn't say this to the whole room. She said it to me, Tracy, my cousin, Bob. And she goes, see that girl over there? She's my assistant. Go over there and tell her. Jamie said, you guys are invited. We were Whoa. like, we were just blown away. We're like, are you fucking kidding me? So like Tracy runs over. She's like, uh, Jamie just said that we could go. She's like, oh, okay, cool. She goes, you guys can go over there now and go get go get seated. You know, she literally like escorts us out of Planet Hollywood, and it's a, it's a, a movie theater right next door. Walks us in, and we get like front row seats in, in this tiny little like indie like theater, and um, we're just sitting over there like just you know cloud nine, right? You know, just like this this is too good to be true. Not only do we like get to meet Jamie Lee Curtis and get pictures with her and have her sign stuff. And she was super cool with us, but then she invites us, you know, to come see, you know, the debut of the movie. And um, so, yeah, she ends up coming into the theater and she does a whole introduction, stands up in front of the screen, does a whole introduction, talks about the movie. And then she goes and sits down like, you know, 10 seats away from us. And boom, that's the first time I saw H2O. So that's got to inform your opinion of the movie, too. I oh, would dude. To me, yeah, to me, I mean, I like, wouldn't even be able to separate the, no, that experience right. from the movie. It was that whole experience was so special that, that, you know, it really elevated that movie to me. And especially at that time, because, you know, the, the three movies that had come out before were such slop compared you know what i mean and this was trying to you know bring it back to the original story and um you know the music was back and um uh you know you had you know obviously jamie lee curtis back and and there again there was no thorn there was no like man in black i don't know how many of your listeners are gonna know what i'm talking about but i'm assuming if you're listening i know my dude my dude uh fidge bit of boda fidge from one up he's like a Halloween, okay, uh, super fan, and he has the thorn tattoo. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so it was it was a really, really. I mean, still, like when I think of some of the coolest experiences in my life, it was it was up there. You know, it was just really, really cool. And uh, you know, now uh, looking back, I mean, that movie had a lot of 
problems. You know, it was it was rushed a bit. There's like a couple different versions of the mask that are in it. Um, there's even a digital digitized version of the mask in it. Um, you know, there there's some problems with the movie, um, but you know, I still look back on it fondly because of really that I whole experience. It. You know, yeah, I, um, I thought it was fun. But then, um, well, you know, I guess Resurrection came out after that, which I didn't love Resurrection. Um, and then, and then I guess the Rob Zombie movies came out. And, I, you know, I didn't love or hate the Rob Zombie movies. Um, I felt like he, he tried to explain too much. And that was kind of the essence of the original Halloween was that it was mysterious, like, we didn't know yeah, like, why Michael was Michael. Like why he did the things he Michael's, did. I didn't want Michael to be Michael just because like his mom was a stripper and have him just be like this chubby kid in a kiss shirt or whatever. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like I was just kind of like I liked the idea that we had no idea why Michael Myers was so fucked up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it was although cool. Scream and Void were on the soundtrack. I remember there's, there's a Jels again shirt in that one, right? Yeah. And, yeah. I just remember and, uh, seeing the Black Flag shirt. Yeah, Scream, yep. Amera Rockers, and I forget what Void song. Yeah, I don't remember, but I do remember That's them cool. being in it. But um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't love or hate those movies. You know, like as time went on, I was just sort of I I, I was so like stoked on like Halloween and and Michael Myers in general that like I was just sort of happy that there was still that they were still like you know, in the public eye a little bit, you know what I mean? Like there, there's still some relevance to them. It wasn't like some movie from, you know, 40 years ago, but nobody talks about, nobody cares about. And, um, you know, whether or not, I mean, some people liked it, some people didn't like it. Like it was, to me, it was just cool that it still lived. Do you know what I mean? It was just sure. cool that it, it existed in some way. Like I'm not one of these guys who like, uh, you know, when they remake a movie, Oh, I'm never going to watch ruined that. Your childhood? You know, it's gonna, it's ruined they're your gonna, childhood. They're going to ruin the movie for me. Like nothing's going to ruin the original Halloween for me. You know, nothing. Like I don't care. Like it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like what exists now because it, that already exists, and nothing's going to change about that. You know. So um, it's like if a new movie comes out and it's cool, cool. You know, then I'm 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 soaked about it. But uh, if it stinks, oh well. You know, no harm, no foul. I'm not. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, I'm not going to walk out and, and, and go buy a poster for it and be all excited about it, but um, I'm not, like, going to go rip it apart, you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the way that those those movies were, that the, the Rob Zombie movies for me. They just, they didn't do a whole lot for me. I, I thought that they were, like, over-the-top, like, brutal, and, like I said, just tried to explain too much and took the mystery out of it and... Um, you know, I, I don't go back and watch those movies too often. Yeah. Um, but um, when it comes to these new movies, which I'm, I'm assuming, Greg, this is what you wanted to talk about with, with the new movies. Yeah, like just a little bit about like the the tr- the trilogy, the new the tri- yeah the trilogy, the Blumhouse Blum trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, when when I started hearing about them happening, um. You, started to hear a lot about that they were going to really um, pay attention to the details that they wanted to forget about all the stories in between, even forget about part two with the Michael and, 
um, Lori being brother and sister, just forget about that. Because in reality, John Carpenter, I don't know if you guys know this, Greg, you probably know, John Carpenter never really liked that. I mean, I know he wrote, her, him and Deborah Hill wrote that story with them being, you know, brother and sister, but he really kind of chalks that up to being drunk one night. And, you know, he wrote that script, you know, after drinking a couple cases of beer, like that's because he really didn't want to do a sequel. You know, the studio wanted him to do another sequel and said, we'll let you do more movies, but you want, you've got to do a sequel to Halloween. And he was like, there is no sequel to Halloween. You know, that's not, it's not how it's supposed to be. So he wrote that. And although I love it and a lot of fans love it, um, he, I don't think he looks back too fondly on it. So um, with the, you know, David Gordon Green and, and the, the Bloomhouse um, coming into the picture and doing this new trilogy, they wanted to go back to the original and really, um, really respect Carpenter's view and his vision and, you know, forget all that stuff in between, which I thought was a cool thing. And I um, liked that idea as well. Like they, that was, that was really what had me like excited was yeah. that it was only taking into consideration the original movie, which I think is obviously the, the, the best of the entire crop. And I thought, sure. okay, this, this is promising. Yeah. Um, so. But, but, but once here's the other thing, um, in all the sequels, I mean, other than part two, which is still using the original mask from the, you know, from the 1978 movie, it's just a different guy playing Michael. So, um, you know, the face, it looks a little different because it fits on his head a little differently, but it's the same exact mask that they're using in the original movie. So after that, it was always different masks. And I never thought in any of the sequels that the mask looked that cool. And a big part of Halloween to me is that mask, the look of that mask. Um, like even the Rob Zombie movies, I just, I didn't particularly care for the way that mask looked. I just didn't feel like they paid the proper attention to that mask. You know, that, that mask is a William Shatner mask, you know, and, and they just created something new, you know, just a human face. It didn't have those characteristics of, of, you know, William Shatner. And I feel like that was important. You know, there's just all kinds of little elements and details about that mask that all those years people just ignored. But when these guys came on, you know, David Gore Green and, and, um, and the Bloomhouse crew that did this, you know, these new movies, they really paid attention to the details and, you know, just about the mask, about, um, you know, just little storylines that, 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 um, you know, exist in the original movie, just little details like the rabbit in red, you know, the, 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 the matchbook, you know, that, that Loomis finds, um, you know, Phelps garage, which is the, the truck that, um, you see that, 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 um, Loomis finds parked and, and the, um, the garage guy who, who, I guess, you know, Michael kills and you, they see his body like in the grass, that truck says Phelps garage on it. And, like the new movie, there's like a flyer hanging on um, um, Lori's refrigerator for Phelps Garage. So there's just all kinds of cool little details throughout all three of those movies um, that, that you know, up until this point, nobody else has really tried to incorporate that stuff into these movies. So 
for me being like such a, such a fan, I really respect that and appreciate that, that they, that these guys were like legitimate fans, you know, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, and you, you could go online, you could go, you know, on social media and follow some of these people who had association with this movie. And you could tell they're like genuine fans. I mean, like one of the guys has like a Halloween tattoo on his arm, you know, um, the, the, um, the guy, Christopher Nelson, who did, who created the mask and did a lot of the special effects. Um, like he's got a podcast talk. I mean, he's like, a legitimate, like, long-time horror fan, like, real fan of the original Halloween and knows all kinds of nerdy details like I do, you know? And, like, this is, like, a, a dream come true for him to work on this movie and, and bring out all these little details that he had, you know, the ability to do. You know, like the, the, the hole in, in, in the mask from the original movie when Laurie stabs the, um, the needle into his neck. You know, like they make sure that that hole is in the neck of the mass on these new movies. It's just tiny little details like that that most people don't even care about. You know what I mean? But like for me, I, I just think it's awesome that these people um, treated this with as much respect as they did to do what they did. Uh, and, and they brought John Carpenter, you know, they got him involved to help produce it, um, write the, the score for it. Um, so he's had involvement in all three of these movies, um, which I mean, he was not involved. I mean, after three, he was not involved, you know, he, he really wanted nothing to do with it. Um, so there's just all those things that really are what kind of elevates these movies for me. Um, I mean, I, I thought the 2018 one was great. Um, I thought that was the best of the new trilogy. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's the most simplest story. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's almost like a rewrite of the original, you know, he escapes, you know, he kills people, uh, you know, he finds Lori, you know, how it ends. And then she, you know, tries to kill him. Um, so it's, it's very, very close to that storyline. Um, so yeah, I, I, I loved a 2018. I would probably consider it my third favorite of the Halloween movies, you know, one and two being my top two, even though in this new um, trilogy, two doesn't exist. Two doesn't but exist. Yeah, I still, I, I, agree I still love two. I love that two is literally just picks up right where the first one ends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even though, even though, like I said, technically in my mind, I go with Carpenter's original vision that it could have just been a standalone movie. Sure. If you're going to have a sequel, like two is definitely, I would say it goes one, two, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Halloween kills. Um, I thought it looked awesome. I thought the mask looked awesome. Um, I think they were trying to be, you know, a little hip with the times, you know, trying to be like overly relevant with the whole, um, mob thing. Cause I mean, that's when they wrote that storyline with the mobs, you know, it had a lot to do with like what was happening at the time in modern day, you know, with the, right. the police beatings and, 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 um, you know, the rioting and stuff going on. And they were trying to reflect that sort of stuff in the movie. Um, uh, the, them bringing Anthony Michael Hall in the movie, I thought was not good. <laughs> 
I think he's the weakest part of that movie. Um, kind of probably ruins it for a lot of people with his whole like evil dies tonight, you know, like that whole sort of chant. Um, but the, the original Tommy Doyle, um, that, you know, played the, the little kid in the original movie, um, who is who Anthony Michael Hall's playing in Halloween kills. I don't think that guy has acted since he was a little kid. So they didn't, you know, they weren't going to like bring him back, but Anthony Michael Hall, when I heard he was going to be in and I thought that's cool. I mean, I loved Anthony Michael Hall and like, you know, all those eighties movies, you yeah, know? Same here. So I, I was like, cool. Like, you know, even if it's, he was not the original guy, it's, he's still like somebody who's, you know, a, a cool child actor from the eighties, whatever. Um, but yeah, he, he, he did not work very well in that movie. And I feel like that whole sort of mob thing kind of, um, you know, I don't want to say it ruined kills for me, but it, it definitely, um, was not on the level. It it definitely damaged it for me, you know, but that said, I still enjoyed it. Um, I think if you, if you kind of knock out that whole sort of mob thing and how, uh, Evil dies tonight, and and just Anthony Michael Hall's kind of poor acting, and um, if you kind of knock all that stuff out, I think that there is a lot of cool stuff in the movie. Um, and there's some, there's some other things I could probably have have done without, but I mean, the beginning of the movie where you know Michael comes out of the house, and the house is on fire. I mean, oh, I that it part awesome. was awesome. It and looks then he, yeah. awesome, and you know, and and again, like it, it goes back to just the way that you know, something looks to me like it just clicks or it doesn't click. And like, I saw that and I went, man, that looks fucking cool. You know? And I don't care if, if you're a, you know, a diehard Halloween fan or not, or, or when you see him come out of that house and he's just soaking wet and there's just flames all over the place and he just come, I mean, it just looks fucking awesome. You know? Makes so like, rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. I only <laughs> want, that's funny. Cause I've saw the 2018 one a couple times Mm-hmm. And then kills. I admittedly I watched once mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. And then this Halloween ends. I watched once, you know. And and both yeah. kills and uh, ends. I only watched on Peacock, like at home. Okay, dude. Yeah, well, we we got Peacock um, for kills, but I went to the movies to see it. So I saw it, and then literally that night I came home, and my whole family had watched it on Peacock. So we I watched in the theater, and then came home that same night, and we watched it again. With my, because I went with my sister to the movies and then came home and watched it again with with my wife and kids, and like we all kind of like broke it down, you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of how I am with these movies. Like I'll watch them multiple times, and I'll find all these little like Easter eggs that are all over the place in this in this movie, you know. And it, it it's it's fun, you know. It's just fun to sort of like my cousin, like some of my friends will like watch these movies and we'll just all break them down and talk about this scene and that scene and what happened here, what happened there. And again, that's the beauty of this trilogy is there's so much of that in these movies. If you're just the, you know, sort of average fan, um, you're just like, yeah, cool. Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, whatever, you know, it's all the same dude. Yeah, man, I saw that, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to connect the same way. You know what I mean? But if you are like really into these movies, um, it just, it just, it works differently in your head. I don't know if that makes any sense, but, but that's the way it is for me. And, um, 
But yeah, I mean, we would just sit there and, and watch, we watched kills again and broke all these little scenes down and all these little things that happened. Um, and then I, I, since we had Peacock, we, I watched it multiple times on Peacock. And then the new one, um, Halloween Ends, again, I went to the theater with the whole family. We saw it on opening night. And then uh, we got home kind of late that night, so we didn't watch it again on Peacock, but we watched it again on Peacock in the morning. So that was like we we went to see it Friday night and then came home. Well, it was last weekend actually. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And then came home Saturday and and watched it again. And um, you know, I don't. I mean, I guess if anybody's listening, spoilers are are we worried about? Yeah, let's spoiler say, alert. I was going to say spoiler that? alert because the other ones we can spoil. Do, but do we want to talk one, about figure... spoilers? Dude, yeah. I mean, I, don't, I, I would um, love to talk about the new one because I just saw it, so it's fresh in my yeah. mind. No, we, so, can, okay. we can say if if you. Uh, because you know, this is going to be where we're going to basically wrap up after talking about this one. So, if okay. you haven't seen it and you want to see it, stop it here because we're going to talk about Halloween ends with spoilers. I hope I didn't give anyone I talked to. No, no, no. not really. I don't think you did. Yeah, but I don't. It's, it's, I'm, I'm almost programmed to not, you know, give spoilers. Uh, like I, I actually, like, I hesitate to even like talk about it like on these social media and stuff like that because i don't want to give any spoilers out and right you know this day and age everybody is so opinionated and everybody you know wants to speak their mind whether they love things or hate things like to such an extreme degree that um i would almost rather kind of like take a back seat and just let people do whatever they do and let people say whatever they say you know how it is. I mean, like, if I go and say, hey, man, I, I, I post something about Halloween ends and I, you know, give my opinion on it, I get a feeling that there's going to be, you know, 30 people that are going to move fucking socks, that blue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's because it's so easy for people to say that. You know what I mean? So I've had conversations. All right. So I guess we're going to get into this movie. So let's do it. So, you know, I, I, will, I will tell you this. I walked out of the theater and I was in complete shock. I mean, literally didn't even know what to say. That's, that's how the movie affected me. Um, not in necessarily a good or bad way. Just like it wasn't at all what I was expecting. Um, what I was expecting going into the movie was um, probably something more along the lines of the original movie. Um, I thought, I mean, again, I loved... 2018. I thought Kills was cool, but had 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 its you know problems, which I've already discussed. Um, but I think that the the writers, director, saw all the criticism from Kills and said, you know, we're going to kind of go back to basics and make this. And I, nobody told me this. This is just what I perceived, you know, as a fan. Sure. I thought they're going to go back to basics and really kind of go out. And make this a very simple, slower-paced movie because, because I mean, Kills was almost like an action movie at times. They they were gonna just slow it down and be more of a you know Michael slowly stalking and killing, and it would be again something very similar to the original movie, the look and feel, and um, so that's that's what I was kind of going into expecting. Um, and, uh, it's, that's not, I mean, I'm not going to say it didn't have that element, but the storyline was just not what I expected. Now I hadn't read some stuff online, so I, 
I knew that there was going to be this, this character in there who, who, who was a babysitter who had gotten, um, you know, accused of killing a kid he was babysitting. Um, this, is, this is the point where if you have not seen the movie and you don't want to know anything, yeah. turn off the podcast now. Um, but yeah, so there's this kid, Corey, in the movie who's a babysitter and he accidentally kills a kid. Um, it was an accident. Um, and I did read that that was going to be in the story. Um, and I did read I just thought that, that whole scene was absolutely ridiculous. What? Like it Dude. Was just, well, I just thought, it, I thought it was so, I was like disturbed, like in the same way that I was disturbed, uh, when I saw hereditary for the first time, uh, and okay. the, you know, the telephone pole scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, at the same time, I was like, what the fuck? Dude. And I just felt yeah. like, I don't know, but go on. Sorry. That's that's no. something that maybe you need to see it in the theater. Because when I saw it in the theater and then the Did music kicked in. Dude, when the music kicked in, I was like, this is fucking awesome. I'm in a movie theater watching Halloween. And it's got the pumpkins coming at your face big and the right. music hitting. It's what I right, right. went to go see the movie. Oh, right. So I was that, excited that about all that. comes. Yeah. That all comes after that scene, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, which by the way, I thought that they did with all three of these movies, the, the introduction I thought was great on all three of these movies. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but this, this movie um, had a lot of elements from, from season of the witch. Like it's, oh, the, I same, didn't know that. Heard, yeah. it's the, the intro. Is the same, it's the same font. The oh, Halloween ends is the same okay. font as Halloween season of the witch. The blue, like that the blue, blue looking computer font. Okay, that's yeah, awesome. and that's that's all on purpose. Again, these are things that like if you're if you're a diehard fan, you'll you'll pick up on these things and you'll you know maybe you'll respect it, maybe you won't. But for me, I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. Um, and there's an interesting breakdown. I've seen a lot of different articles people have written, and there's where people are comparing. The original 2018 to or the the original to 2018, and then part two to the to, to uh, Halloween Kills, where there's and there's there's many things that that coincide with each other. Like the whole movie is basically Laurie in a hospital. Like if you think about these right. things, and you it know, picks, and it picks up exactly it picks where up. it left off. Right, because ends had um into the future, and then and then ends is almost like. Like, um, like part three in some ways. Now, I'm, I'm not going to get into all the details, but there, there, there's a lot of connections to to ends in Halloween um, three. Um, so, th- another thing that was very cool that, like, I was picking up when I was watching it was the they put there's a lot of nods to Carpenter in it. And did you notice like the Christine, all the Christine connections? Yes, just because you know, I'm a fan Christine. of the movie Christine, but I I could see that they were trying to. I didn't know if it was on purpose, but I mean, it definitely oh, dude, reminded me of the it's, movie. It's definitely on purpose. Uh, so the the kid's name in the movie is Corey Cunningham. Okay. Okay. The dude from um, Christine, his last name is Cunningham. Arnie Cunningham. Yes, that's right. Think about Arnie Cunningham in Christine is just a nerdy guy who becomes obsessed with a car. And he becomes evil. So this Corey kid was a nerdy guy right. who ends up kind of becoming obsessed with Michael Myers, and he becomes evil. 
both of them, it takes over their lives and they both end up dying, you know, because of this, this, their obsession, they both go evil and they both die. So, um, but yeah, there's, you know, there's the junkyard, there's that whole junkyard theme, you know, Corey works at a junkyard and, um, um, you know, the, the, um, the dude from, from Christine is always at the junkyard working on the car. You know, there's those scenes where, uh, you know, like Christine is right, driving over people. Well, there's the scenes with the, the, the tow truck driving oh, over people. Man. There was right. definitely some good kills um, in the movie. I'll say that. And, there was some and stuff the, where I was like. The music, too. I mean, there's even, mu- you know, there, there, there's music that's like uh, little bits of like Christine music. Um, there, those bullies that are, that are messing with Corey throughout the movie, like uh, it's the same. There was the bullies that messed with with um, Arnie Cunningham from, from Christine. There's a scene where they step on his glasses in, in ends. And there's a scene, you know, in, in Christine where they step on his glasses. Um, so there's just, you know, to me, like all this stuff is kind of cool. And it's like, and honestly, I didn't even pick up on everything when I saw the movie. It was, it was like the second, third time. Actually, I'm trying to think, maybe I haven't, I think I've only seen it twice at this point. I've only watched it Friday in the theater and then Saturday morning. I haven't watched it again, but I've had long discussions with, with my cousin about it and, and some friends about it. So, and like everybody's picking up on little, little things like that. So, you know, again, if you are not a diehard fan, you might not appreciate all this stuff. And this, all this stuff may not make it any more interesting for you if you don't really care. For me, it it elevates the movie. You know what I mean. So, you know, I I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was, yes, like I said, I walked out and I was in shock, and I really didn't even know what to think at first because it was just such a departure from what I was expecting. I mean, Michael Myers is only really doing anything in the, like the last quarter of the movie. You know what I mean? So like, or even less, right? I mean, I think there's. I think it's documented how much screen time he has in the movie, and I want to say it's like under ten minutes or something. Yeah, like it's that. like it's like Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, so um, you know, if you're going into the movie and you're expecting, you know, a classic um, Halloween movie that's going to be just a, you know a rewrite of the original, then you're going to be disappointed, you know. But if you go into the movie with an open mind and you also take into consideration what um, John Carpenter's view was. I mean, I think what they were really trying to do here was, you know, Michael Myers is, is, is a human being, you know, he's not, he's not, um, you know, some like supernatural thing. Um, I know, you know, John Carpenter has said he's kind of supernatural, but he's, he's human. And he kind of goes back and forth with that. But with this movie, they're really saying he's just a man. I mean, he, he, he's just a man, which, in a way, I think it's kind of cool because, you know, there's so many of these movies, you know, um, like like Jason Voorhees is a zombie at some point, you know, part six right. is a zombie. You know what I mean? Like and, you know, later See, to movies, me, I thought there was a supernatural like and that's why I said maybe I'm getting something different from yeah, it. I, have I to mean, watch look, again, the, like when he touches Corey for the first time and like you see all the like, yeah, you're right. I, stuff. Right, right. right. I was like, there, did I mean, he possess there, him? And then the whole yeah. like. I look at his eyes and I see Michael. Like that yeah. stuff was just that was too much for me. Like so, right. look, it's it. Go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, what was the one before this? Halloween Kills was the one before this. To me, all yeah. this stuff seemed a little too self-aware about Michael Myers and the history, and it seemed like tongue-in-cheek and kind of jokey, and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But I thought that the newer one, it wasn't... It didn't go too overboard with it. I, I kind of liked how off the tracks the new one was script-wise Yeah, with, yeah. with the plot for it, but... Right, right. Well, yeah, you know, that's that's the way it is. I mean, if if you're if you're kind of open to something new, um then, you know, maybe you'll like it, you know? Obviously, did so did you kind of like the movie? Dude, I loved it. I straight I oh, texted like it. it. I did, I, I loved feel it. Like I'm the only person that well, my, no one in my house liked it, but I I don't I hate to like here's the thing. I know you guys aren't like this, but I feel like some people refuse to let people change their mind on things mm-hmm. or also kind of look at everything as black and white. Like, yeah. was I disappointed by it? Sure. Did I hate it? No. Could I watch it again and think, like, down the line, like, oh, okay, I, I – sometimes you, you read about something and, like, even just you talking about it, Tim, and that's what yeah. happens even with the podcast. People talk about a record that you didn't think was maybe that great – and then you start to really think about it, and it, it it gives it a second life. Yeah. I mean, like, with the Star Wars, the new Star Wars movies, I remember I left Rogue One being like, uh, it was okay. And now I think mm-hmm. it's the best of the new movies. Yeah. Like, after well, you, seeing it again. You know, like uh, like anything, like, you're, you're kind of your outlook on the movie or, 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 you know, a certain band or a certain record or is, is going to be different from like when you first saw it, you know? So I was a little kid when I saw Halloween. It affected me so differently, right? So like at this point, I'm an adult and I'm not scared. Like I have this conversation with people all the time because I'm like, you know, into horror movies and stuff. And they're like, oh, did that scare you? I'm like, there is no movie that really scares me. I don't get scared by movies. I I don't walk out of a movie theater like looking around the corner afraid somebody's going to be stalking me or, you know, somebody's going to stab me or something like that. Like it just doesn't exist anymore. They're like, well, how do you enjoy it if you don't get scared? That's what the point of these movies are. And I'm like, that's not, you know, like, I just think it's cool. And I know that sounds lame. That sounds so simple, but it's like, it's just, it's, it's entertainment, you know, and it's fun. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm the same way, like Jason, you know, and Jason mentioned a couple other horror movies that I, you know, Friday the 13th. And, mm-hmm. and I was glad to see child's play, get some shine. I especially love the first two movies. I'm not mm-hmm. scared of them, but I just they're super entertaining and fun. Dude, right. Um, right. Tim, you see, have you seen Terrifier yeah. yet? I saw the original. I haven't seen part two yet. You got to go see part two. I mean, see the. Uh, yeah. I love the original. I saw yeah. the second one, the theater. It's fucking over the top. It's crazy. Jason, yeah. is there I a rev connection to uh, Terrifier two? Funny <laughs> you should ask, Greg. <laughs> there is. Greg, Greg is the knowledge bank. Drop it on us. So Terrifier two. As you know, uh, one of the leads is that kid, uh, Elliot, little punk people, Elliot Fulham. Yeah, yeah. And yep. his dad, Justin, Justin. Yeah, was in Judas Factor. Yes, he he was he was like one of like Floor Punch crew guys. Like he's yeah. Like when we did those pictures on the back cover of the Floor Punch Seven, and Justin was there. Justin used to hang out with all the Floor Punch guys in like you know ninety six, ninety seven, mm-hmm. um, and then. So I'd, you know, used to see him hang around back then. And then in the 2000s, I'd start seeing him at horror conventions. And I remember running into him 
in um, Cherry Hill at the Monster Mania Fest, and he had his son with him, who at the time was like a tiny little kid, probably like five years old or something like that, you know, his son, Elliot. And so he introduced me to his son. He's like, yeah, my son's in the horror movies. I'm like, all right, cool. And then like the next time I see him, he's like, yeah, and my son's like interviewing people now. He was like at the conventions interviewing like celebrities and stuff like that. So he had this little, I don't know if he'd had like a little like YouTube uh, channel or something like that where he would interview people. Yeah. But then like, then the next year I saw him, he's like, yeah, you know, he's interviewing, you know, dudes and bands and stuff like that now, you know, he's getting backstage. Metallica. And, yeah, I know. Like, so he's like, yeah, he's got like a ton of viewers and all this kind of stuff. And, um, and then, yeah, then I just heard that like he was in this movie. So I haven't seen yeah. the new movie yet, but, um, but yeah, I want to like check the main it out. part, right, Jason. Yeah. He's, he's a main role in the movie. It's, it's just as crazy as the first one. It's long. It's on the longer side, but it goes by fast. Was um, it? Yeah. I love that connection. I, did, I had no idea that he had done interviews and all that back history. He also just got signed to, uh, he does music. plays like kind of like, you know, acoustic-y, what do they call it? Slow core. Sounds, mm-hmm. you know, and the stuff sounds good. He got signed to Kill Rock Stars. Really? Wow. Home of Elliot Smith. Yeah. He is, in fact, just today, I think, uh, digital two song uh like ep came out but he also oh, self-released cool. an album last month um but yeah so i thought that was cool a little rev connection oh, yeah, yeah. Terrified. yeah i, I mean, didn't even i forgot that justin was in um judas factor but yeah he was yeah. dude that's justin, gonna be a franchise you happen to be listening. for sure yeah yeah i actually i went I, I went to the theater last week because there was, there was a theater uh in the Chamonix Mall, which you're probably familiar with, right, Greg? Yeah. Um, they were they were they were showing Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills last week. So me and the family were going to go out and see. We were going to try to see whatever we could um, in you know leading up to Halloween ends, which would be on Friday. So we went, so Wednesday we went to the theater. We missed Halloween 2018, but then we got to the theater to see we were going to see Halloween Kills. And Terrifier 2 was playing as well, but it had just started. So we we're like, shit. And the guy working behind the counter was like, yeah, this is the last week. This is the last showing of it. And we're like, oh, damn, that sucks. I wanted to see it. Um, so we ended up going to see Kills, Halloween Kills, to just sort of get a refresher. Um, but then I heard it, it did so well last week that they put it in the theaters again this week. Um, so I got to check schedules. So I, I, I want to get out and see it. Um, but that's, that, you know what, that, that movie terrifier is a perfect example of a movie that's just fun. Like, oh yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, I, it, it was, it was shocking. Like when I saw the original, I was like, wow, there's like some scenes in it where they're like a li- pretty brutal. You know what I mean? Like maybe a little over the top, but I mean, not, not, not too much for me, but you know what I mean? For the average person, it might be a little over the top, but I've been hearing all these stories about people seeing the new one and like people are like throwing up in a theater and passing out and running too. out of theater. And I mean, they used to say all this stuff about the exorcist. That was kind of the thing that was happening at the time. So I don't know if it's just some sort of, you know, hype. They're trying to hype up the movie or it's legitimate. I mean, like I, that's, I, I, I believe they're talking about uh, it everywhere. Like I listen to sports radio every day. And like I've heard it mentioned on sports radio twice this week that people about this crazy movie Terrifier that you know people are going to the hospital after seeing it because they're so like yeah shocked I think it's and stuff a, like that. A, a press like publicity a type of PR thing. thing which hey that's fine I mean yeah 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 you know what I mean but but uh, but yeah I mean I'm not like man I want to go and get scared you know like 
It won't scare you. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I just, yeah. I just want to see it, and you know, hopefully, like, think it's cool or it's shocking or, you know, kind of creepy, whatever. Um, I'm more scared by like suspense type movies or like shows. Like, I'm on the edge of my seat when I was watching, say, like Breaking Bad as it was airing. Oh, sure, Paul Saul. Like that'll have me, yeah, like, yeah. jittery. But yeah, like something like Child's Play, I'm not scared. I just really enjoy it and like watching like the different crazy ways that people get killed. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me sound like a totally well-adjusted person. But anyway, I hate to, to cut you off, but I, I got to get going. No, that's um, cool. I think, I think we, I think we, I think we pretty much covered it. Right. Well, we did. but yeah. I got one question for you though, Tim. So sure. Someone says from the Halloween franchise, I'm going to watch a movie, not the first one. Which one would you suggest to them to watch? Not the first one. Uh, I mean, I, I got to say part two, the original, you know, the 1981. I'm going to go two. back and watch part two. Are you going to, I I don't really even remember much from part two. I yeah, know I've seen I mean, it before, but. Part two is, it's still got a lot of the same people working on it that worked on the original, you know, so there's still a lot of the same like lighting and cinematography and, you know, it's got the same, um, you know, soundtrack that John Carpenter wrote. Um, the mask is the same. Um, it, it's, and it's set literally it, it, it's, like it's, it's you know it's, it's a 1981 movie so it's it's got like a timestamp on it you know what I mean like it's you can't uh, you can't emulate you know things that were done back then so do, do you know what I mean like as far as like the way things look the way things sound um, yeah you know like y- you can try to uh, emulate that in modern day but it's never going to look and sound exactly as it did in 1981. You know, so some people don't care about that. Some people don't like that. Some people think that that's uh, a negative thing. You know, to me, that's, um, you know, I, I go back and I see part two and I remember seeing it on TV for the first time and thinking, look, I was saying this earlier. I felt like, wow, this is special because this is a new movie. Like I'm actually seeing it in real time. You know, this is, this something feels really cool about this. And I remember thinking, man, this is only a couple of years after the original, you know? And like, like, I just felt like something was very special and cool and unique about those movies. And, uh, I, you know, I, I just thinking in, in 1981, that this was, this was, I feel kind of lucky that I was able to see it at that time, you know? So, yeah, I mean, again, it has its, uh, issues. I mean, it is a sequel, you know, they did try to like, you know, bloody it up a little bit. They kind of threw in, no, well, they didn't kind of, they definitely threw in that whole, you know, brother, sister storyline, which, you know, I can kind of take it or leave it. Um, but the overall look and feel of the movie, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I've never looked at a hospital uh, the same way since then. Yeah. I mean, anytime I've been to the hospital at night and I'm walking around the, the halls, I'm like, whoa, this is, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, like could Michael come around the corner? You know what I mean? Like, the way he just slowly, you know, walked around that Especially hospital, a hospital at night, like a hospital at night. Like if you've ever yeah. had to take a, a kid to the yeah. ER because they're right, like, right. you know, brain it's quiet or whatever. Right. It's, and it's, it's just, very quiet, dead yeah. in there. And, and like, you know, it's, it's kind of creepy. Um, Speaking of quiet, I want to give a huge bit of bow to uh, Ramona, who has just Yo. been like, so, yeah, really? so incredibly well behaved. <laughs> My God. This entire duration. I, That's so. for you. I think she likes our discussion, Jason. Yeah, she's, I think she's so digging too. it. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> anyway, You're making me well, proud, Dad. Yes. Thank you so much for coming sure. on. 
No, and, happy uh, to do it, man. Everybody have a happy Halloween. Cool. Yeah. Tim, thanks for your time. Sure. No See problem, you. guys. Take care. Say bye-bye.